Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's Ringside Report MMA. Tonight we preview UFC 261 and talk about what's next for Jake Paul. Yeah, I guess we got to keep talking about this guy, AJ. I guess we're not rid of this guy, Jake Paul. He beat Ben Askren (laughs) on Saturday, knocked him out with the quickness, and now we are stuck in this world where he's a thing in combat. So we will talk about Jake Paul here tonight. We'll also give you some picks for UFC 261. Shout out to Angelo in the chat. I'm seeing... Angelo, who's a member of the team, wants to know where Freddie is. Freddie's taking the night off. I think he'll be off on Saturday night, too. We're doing a UFC 261 watch-along. He doesn't have COVID. Why are you lying? He's doing uh, renovations. He's always coughing. No, he's got renovations Renovations. going on in his house. You know. He told you, too. (laughs) Fred's got uh, renovations going on. I'll tell you what the renovations are. He's He's building a pole. He likes the pole, and that's okay, but that's cool. Everybody has their thing. That's cool. Likes the pole. Um, he no, the he's pole. got. He's well, not, not actually. He's not in his home, so he can't broadcast because he doesn't have uh, anything set up right now. So that's why Freddie is not here tonight. He'll be back next week. But I do have Freddie's parlay. He Love did you, send Freddie. his parlay. He did say that he's he picking did. Chris Weidman, and he's also going with. Valentina Shevchenko and Kamaru Usman. UFC has a triple main event coming up on Saturday. UFC 261, three title fights for the UFC's return to action in front of fans. Packed arena Crazy, man. in Jacksonville, Florida. 17,000 or something like that? I think, uh, yeah, it's around that, like 15,000, I think. It's going to be a you know, sold-out wow, arena in Jacksonville. The fans were in attendance today at the press conference. They were very much behind Jorge Masvidal. Of course, Masvidal is a Florida guy from Miami, this one in Jacksonville. So a lot of hometown action, a lot of uh, Masvidal fans there, Boo and Usman. So the fans made themselves known, and we'll see. The last time Usman and Masvidal fought, no fans this time. Fans, does it make a difference? Will the pro Masvidal crowd give him the energy that he needs to beat Kamaru Usman? Will Masvidal be able to have a better performance than the last time when he came in on just over a week's notice? Will a full training camp really make the difference here for Jorge Masvidal in his second UFC welterweight championship fight here against Kamaru Usman's second fight against Usman in less than a year. Their fight happened back at UFC 251. This will be UFC 261, 10 pay-per-views later, and under a year, their fight was last July. And it was a one-sided beatdown from Kamaru Usman. It was all Kamaru uh, wrestling, striking. He really dominated that fight. Masvidal you know, landed a couple punches, but not enough, and really wasn't able to get away from the cage. That was a big part of the first fight. A big story was the clinch work of Kamaru Usman, the the ability to keep Masvidal pinned against the fence and beat him up and take him down and just kind of weather him, just wear him out. 
and win on points. And really, Masvidal had absolutely no answer to Kamaru Usman last time. I wonder if he has an answer to Kamaru this time. I feel like he won't. I feel like we saw this fight less than a year ago. And uh, Kamaru Usman was so dominant in that fight. I have a really hard time believing that with a full camp, Masvidal will be able to close that gap and beat Usman. Like, I think Masvidal probably delivers a better performance, maybe doesn't get dominated as badly, but maybe he does, and maybe it's worse, because let's not forget, sure, Usman was preparing to fight, but he wasn't preparing to fight Masvidal when they fought last July. So I think Usman is going to be primed for this fight. I think he's going to come in very sharp. This is the fight that he wanted. He wanted Masvidal. He called Masvidal out after beating Gilbert Burns. He said, I want Jorge next. He's been talking a lot, saying that if he had a full camp, he'd win. Let's see him prove that. Let's see that fight. Let's do it. And now we have the fight that Kamaru, the champion, wanted. I feel like this is Usman's fight to win. This is clearly a Kamaru Usman fight. He should win. He's a massive favorite. I have him uh, different uh, different odds here, minus 400 all the way to minus 500. So it varies depending on where you're betting. Of course, go to bet99.com, bet with us, and use that promo code ringside. That way you get a matching deposit of up to $600 when you use that promo code ringside over at bet99.com, where they have Kamaru Usman as a minus 455. Heavy favorite, Masvidal plus 340. Do you agree with those odds, AJ? Do you think Masvidal should be such a big underdog? I think we're all picking Kamaru Usman here on the show. I know Freddie's picking Usman. I am definitely picking Kamaru Usman for the win. I think Usman uh, wins by decision. I think he does very much the same thing that he did to Masvidal. Masvidal's super durable. He's tough to put away. Um, so I don't think Kamaru's going to be able to finish him. I don't think he knocks him out, and I don't think he really gets him to a point where he locks him down into a submission. I think that Kamaru just continues to do what he did last time around, wins by decision. Uh, do you give Masvidal a better shot than plus 340, though? Look, I'm going to tell you something. I was talking to my friend from Nigeria today, and when you look at Usman, there's a reason why he's called the Nightmare. And just to go back, I'm going to give you some stats on the last the last fight that they they had together. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about like the the overwhelming presence of Usman, you just look at these stats, man. Out of 341 uh, uh, shots thrown, he landed 263 in that night. That's not a joke, man. That's a wow. guy that's coming out and he's throwing out like machine gun like hits. Then you look at Masvidal. And Masvidal, as you know, he's a striker, man. He came into the game. He, he's been a, a name back in the Florida scene, you know, the Miami scene from the days back with Kimbo and all the rest of these guys. But in that night, he threw 157 shots, and he only got 88 on Usman. So you can't beat, like, you can't beat the nightmare with, with like that. Yeah, he's talking about, oh, he didn't have that much, you know, time to, like, prepare for this fight, and it was on short notice. And he's absolutely right. But he still had the balls to go and, and fight Usman, which most people probably wouldn't want to put their career like like on the line, really, because you're, you're, you're fighting a title, but you're not really well. prepared to fight. Listen, you know what? There, there are certain fighters that don't care who they fight. But, you know, that's Mike Perry and things like that. Look at his career and look at guys that prepare for their fighters like George St. Pierre, like even Bones Jones, uh, Usman. 
they prepare for their fighter and and they really dissect that fighter because they know what works and what doesn't work against them regardless Usman was able to fight a guy he didn't know anything about and he threw 341 shots he landed 263 man significant strikes that says it all what do I think is going to happen on Saturday pretty much the same and I'm pretty much on the same page with you Dave like honestly like I don't see anybody getting submitted you know these two guys are, are, are like Usman is obviously a better wrestler but when you look at stats man you know like Masvidal has stopped 77% of take of like uh, takedowns. So the guy is able to control like that takedown defense. But Usman is a master, man. The thing is, is that if he gets to the ground, it's going to be a lot of scrambling and getting back up on their feet. None of these guys are going to be able to submit. They're not, they're not submission. Like that's not their forte. I think Masvidal mm-hmm. only has like two submissions in his career. I believe that this is going to go the distance. Masvidal is like resi- super resilient. He's, he's, there to fight he's gonna throw out a fight and this is gonna be the fight of the night in my opinion and you know mm-hmm. Usman man he's there for a reason that's why George won't come back and fight guys like Usman Usman's big he's fast he's dangerous and man this guy is a champion man like you know there's no way like uh, the Nigerian is gonna change hands the championship is staying in Nigeria yeah I, I think that, sound, that uh, Kamaru Usman is the best welterweight <laughs> on the planet today I think uh, yep. even if George were to come back at this point all the time away, I think Kamaru would beat him today. I think Kamaru beats George. I think he beats anybody at 170 pounds in the world right now. I think he is the best by far, by far. Extra impressed with him in that Gilbert Burns fight. He was so dominant in the Jorge Masvidal fight. Kamaru Usman is 18-1. and one. Jorge Masvidal is 35-14. and 14. 35-14. and 14. And like Kamaru said on the show today, on the uh, press conference, you're three and three in your last six. I'm eighteen and one world champion, defending over and over, undefeated in how many fights? Masvidal's three and three in his last six. Yeah, Kamaru Usman. Kamaru Usman has won seventeen in a row. Seventeen in a row. He's eighteen and one. He lost his second professional fight back in May of 2013. Has not. Lost a fight since. Ultimate fighter winner, undefeated in the UFC, world champion at 170 pounds, has defended the title three times. Here comes number four. Kamaru Usman at 33 years of age, 18 and 1, is at the top of his game. He is a longer reach. He's 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 a lock to me. He's a guarantee to win. And I know he's. And you know what? The odds are not that good. You know, but to me, he is a lock to win that fight. Dude, you know what the crazy part is? Today, all day, I've been thinking, what's Dave going to say his lock of the night was? And and I, I was thinking, you know what? He's going to say Usman is his lock. And you, man, you called it, man. And I called it. I said this morning, Dave is going with Usman for the lock. And I and pretty much, if I had to go with a lock, which I usually don't want to put locks into anything other than Mackenzie Dern, but... <laughs> Usman is the lock for me as well, and I think for Freddie, uh, yeah, Freddie went with. Oh, did he pick? Usman? He picked Usman, but he did not put him in his parlay. I'll give you Freddie's parlay soon. Oh. I'll give you Dave's parlay oh. as well. Listen, um, but yeah, Usman, I think he's the lock to win. He is the most likely guaranteed victory. The problem is he is a gigantic favorite, so there's really no value in picking him at minus four fifty-five. No. You might want to combine him with a couple other fights on a parlay, or go for yep. Usman by decision to get a little bit more value. Right, go for the total number of rounds over four and a half. Right now is minus one ninety-two. 
Will the fight go the distance? Yes, minus 185. No, plus 128. I'd go with the yes. Kamaru well, by decision. Usman by decision. So Usman to win is minus 455. Usman by decision, minus 132. I like that play right there. Usman by decision at minus 132. That makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, you can bet on the winner of the exact rounds. Kamara Usman to win round. Babe, oh, you know in, not, to not win to in that in. round. Yeah, go ahead. Look, I, I don't want to like jump in, but the thing jump is in. that with Usman, you never know. Look what he did to Gilbert Burns, man. He broke his jaw, dude. This is mm. not a joke. I think if Masvidal was fighting Gilbert Burns, I'd probably go with Gilbert Burns. And 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 the reason is, is that I find he's a more all-rounded fighter. Just a, a more powerful fighter. Uh, you know, not to take away, take away from Masvidal. I think Masvidal is... He's amazing. He's up there. But, man, to fight Usman for a second time where Usman's going to know everything about you, I think it's going to go to decision. But, man, if he could do what he did to Gilbert Burns, man, it might be like a, like, like a stoppage as well. You know, I don't think Masvidal has a stronger jaw than Gilbert Burns does. I mean, Gilbert Burns had it broken. So, like, it's crazy, man. But I like what, what, what um, Usman was saying. He's, like, frustrated. You know that. Like, he's, like, he's frustrated. He's like, I got to fight this guy again. Why? Because I don't know if well, you saw his comments. He, he's he, like, he chose this fight. This is the fight he wanted. Yeah, but then he's saying like, if you look at everybody else in this division, like he's like, how's the champion the most active guy in the division? Which is true. He's fought as a champion more than anybody else. Yeah. And then, and then he's saying Covington is offered to Masvidal. Masvidal. He turns him down. Edwards is offered to Covington. He turns him down. Kamzat is offered to uh, Thompson, Stephen Thompson, and he turns him down. The guys don't want to fight each other, and he's saying that's the problem. He does. He's gonna go in there and do his job, but he's not really motivated because he hasn't seen anybody really like drive it. Where he's like, "Oh man, mm -hmm. this guy's gonna be a great contender, and it's gonna be a great fight." That's the confidence of Usman, man. When you have a guy out there that's like upset because these other guys are are, are not active, they're all dissing their fights. Whoever they get, man, how can you not have this guy's a lockdown? You know, the only thing is, is that I'm thinking decision. He's gonna go the distance. But again, man, he devastated Burns, man. Yeah, but Masvidal's very on top of Masvidal. Masvidal's very difficult to put away. He's very tough. He's only lost uh, and been finished three times in his career, twice by submission, one TKO back in 2008 to Rodrigo Dam in Japan. But other than that, he loses by decision for the most part. He's got a good chin. He's tough to put away. I don't think Kamaru puts him away. I really don't. I think it goes to a decision, and I think Kamaru wins easily. So my play would right be Kamaru that. by decision. I would go with Kamaru winning uh, on the judges' scorecards. It goes all five rounds, and Kamaru wins. I mean, look, they fought less than a year ago, and how did it end? Kamaru by decision. Yep. I don't really see no, this right. fight ending in, in a different way. I think... You know, they gave you the spoiler. We know what this fight is like. We've seen it not that long ago. They're not that much different than they were back then. You can say, oh, well, Masvidal had a full camp. Eh. We'll see. I don't think he beats Usman with a full camp, without a full camp. If Usman doesn't train at all, I don't think Jorge Masvidal beats Kamaru Usman in any way, any time, any kind of universe. It just doesn't happen. Usman is up here. Masvidal is over here. It's the way it is. True. Yeah. Usman is a world-class, right. like... world-champion fighter. Jorge Masvidal is a middle-of-the-pack, you know, higher, you know, maybe a little 
A little higher than middle of the pack, but he's not like a world class world champion fighter. He's good. He's well, exciting. He's he talks. Holder, a, yeah, who cares? He beat Nate Diaz, who's also not, a middle of the pack, know, not world class, not world champion fighter. A lot of these guys make names for themselves, not being world class. Like they're good. They're excellent fighters. They beat up me and you and the average Joe on the street and most guys in the UFC. But that upper upper echelon, there are levels to this game, and Kamaru Usman yeah, yeah, is on another sure. level. There's levels to the game. That's all I'm saying. And certain guys like Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal, they're not on that level. They're not on that world championship level. You put them in world championship fights, you put them against world championship fighters, and what happens? They wilt. They lose because they're not on that level. Not to say they're not good fighters. They're just not that good. They're not as good as the Usmans or the whoever's that are world champions, the Khabibs, the Rafael Dos Anuses. They're not on those guys' levels. They're just not. Look, I, you know what? Super chat. There's a super chat. I'm going to tell you something, Dave. You know what? There's no doubt about it. I mean, Masvidal, you know, and, and, and the Diaz brothers, I love these guys as fighters. They make an exciting fight, and I agree with you 100%. They're not at the top. They're more in the middle range, high, like high middle range, high in middle. a sense, if you want to call yeah. it that. High middle. And the thing is that what really brings them to the spotlight where people know these guys is because they're – they're, they're talkers, man. They're, they're showmen. They, they put on a show, and that's why the BF, BMF title, people know him. He's, he's got that pizzazz, and that's what people like to see, you know? I mean, he can back it up if he has to. There's never going to be a boring fight with Masvidal. But the thing is, if you look at his stats, man, you're looking at, like, 35 victories, 14 losses. 18 of those victories came from, knockout, from knockouts, while 17 were decisions. So this guy goes the distance. That's the thing with Masvidal. There's yeah. a lot of decisions in his wins. That's 17. And statistically, if you're going to really look at, is he going to be knocked out? Is he going to be able to knock out Usman? Chances are probably not. If you have to look at, what am I going to do to like probably win this this parlay like or win this fight and throw him into my parlay, you go with the decision. Chances are that's coming out, which will pay you a lot higher than just a, like, a, I don't know, just a – a straight win. Go with the decision, well, man. Like I just said, Kamara Usman to win, minus 455. Kamara Usman to win by decision, minus 132 over at bet99.com. That's the play. You're Usman win that. I, by I like it. decision. And will this fight go the distance? Yes, minus 185. No, yep. plus 128. You might want to throw a little bit on that yes side. We all think that this fight goes the distance, and we have Kamara Usman as our winner unanimously here. On the show, Patrick C. Hamilton says Johnny was spot on for this fight yesterday. I don't really Johnny. remember what he said. Johnny, I guess, was talking about this fight yesterday on our AEW show, but I don't really remember. Johnny, man, he's a movie star now. He, I'm surprised he's yeah. still like on the show and talking to us. You'll you'll get more facts about Johnny. Johnny is actually going Hollywood. Is I'm going to tell you right now. He has. Can I say it, Dave? Johnny has a movie coming out in summer 2021. It's called Operation. Lucha Doll, it's a wrestling movie, subtitles in French, it's an indie film, it's already been out. Johnny is going big. He's going to be having like lunch with Harvey Keitel and they're going to forget about me. So what the movie's about is that Johnny is some kind of like, uh, he's an evil guy in this movie. And he works with the Nazis and all that kind of stuff, pretty much. So that's what the, the premise of the movie is. Nazis, wrestling, love story. Johnny Manscaped, and 2021 summer, you're going to get all the details soon. The poster looks amazing, man, and I'm happy for Johnny. Johnny North changed his name to Star. Now it's called Johnny North Star. 
How did that sound, Dave? Yes. Did I sell it? Did I sell y- it? Are you excited? Y- yes. <laughs> and it's true, man. It's no bullshit there. Jody has a movie coming out this summer. Ringside cool. Report, man. We don't fool around here, man. We're getting up there. We're going up there. We're getting up to uh, Jake Paul number soon. I only hope, man. This guy, did I tell you what I saw? Stats? The guy has over 6 billion views. Okay, let's not, not talk about him yet. Millions. We'll get to we'll get to that that idiot. 6 billion, dude. Yeah, that guy's a buffoon. <laughs> um, so UFC 261, uh co-main event. I uh, I really like this fight. I think this will be the fight of the night. This is a tough one to call. Weili Zhang, Zhang Weili taking on Oof. Rose Namajunas for the UFC Strawweight Championship. Another title fight here. Another one that I think will go the distance. And I think that uh, we're going to have a hell of a fight here. I think this will be fight of the night. And I'm going to go with Zhang Wei Li by decision to squeak out another one. Just like she did over Joanna Yanjechik in her last fight. I've been super impressed with Zhang Wei Li. Uh, a lot of people expect this fight stays standing, goes to Zhang Wei Li. If it goes to the ground, it'll go to Rose. Uh, I think Rose is very good all over the place. Very well-rounded. But... I agree that her strengths probably lie on the ground in this fight, but I don't think she's going to be able to get the takedowns necessary to find those advantages. I think Zhang Wei Li's legs and hips a little bit too strong for Rose Namajunas. I think that's uh, one of the one of the things in Rose's game that she's lacking, that strength. She's got tremendous speed. She's got tremendous movement, very technical, very skilled. But when she has trouble, when she struggles with opponents, it's when she's a little bit uh, outstrength. You know, she's just not as muscular and strong as some of the other fighters that you see. Uh, she's got good grappling. She's very technical, but she struggles with she's getting great talent. She struggles with getting those takedowns, though, and a lot of times getting those takedowns is a matter of power when you're in there against somebody who's also very technical. You know, the stronger fighter usually comes out, and Rose, I think, has struggled a little bit in the strength department. It it happened when she got knocked out by Jessica Andrade. Um, you know, and she's had some, some troubles earlier on in her career against stronger wrestlers. She's really good when she can move around and strike and, and get on her bike and really get moving, but... I think in this fight, she's going to be matched up with somebody who's going to be just as mobile, just as fast, and a little bit stronger. So I think Zhang Wei Li has a slight, slight advantage over Rose Namajunas, and I think she ekes out a decision victory. I think she has a fight very similar to the one with Joanna, and she winds up winning a very close decision. I wouldn't be surprised if a judge winds up scoring it for Rose, too. Like, it'll be one of those. Could be a split decision. I think it's going to be a very close fight, a very exciting fight. But I like Zhang Wei Li. She is the favorite, minus 208. And Rose is the underdog, plus 165. Shout out to Angelo. Drop in the super chat. He says, speed alone won't win you fights. That is 100% no, right. right. And that's what I'm he's saying right. uh, about Zhang Wei Li. A little bit stronger than Rose. Rose is very fast, but uh, I think she's going to be in tough here with Zhang Wei Li. 
Should be a yeah, great fight, though. Two she... fighters at the top of their game. This could go either way. I could see Rose winning this one but... as well, but I don't see Rose finishing Zhang Wei Li. I could see Zhang Wei Li putting an end to Rose, stopping her with a TKO or something. But uh, then again, I said the same thing when Rose fought Joanna. I was like, oh, Joanna's going to be here, and Rose won't finish her in first-round knockout. So, hey, you never know, and Rose is very, very good. This could be a crazy fight. Like, I wouldn't call this a lock by any means. I'm very confident in Kamaru. I'm very confident in Valentina. I'm confident in Zhang Wei Li, but not as confident as I am in the other fights. You know, and look, this, look, Zhang Wei Li is minus two hundred eight the favorite. Kamaru is minus four fifty five, and uh, Valentina is minus four seventy six. So you see, the odds makers kind of feel the way I do. They're going with Valentina heavy, Kamaru heavy, but Zhang Wei Li, you know, minus two hundred eight. Solid favorite, but, you know, there's value on plus 165's Rosnama Yunus. She could definitely win, right? Dave, I'm going to tell you something. You know, this is one fight that I don't want to go on my parlay or even pick mm -hmm. him for a straight win. It's mm -hmm. a tough one. This is going to be like razor thin on who's going to win. And, and to be honest, when you talk about Rose, her name is Thug. There's a reason for that. When she makes the fights ugly, and that's her game, she makes an ugly fight, and, and she's able to, like, wear and tear Wei Li, this is going to be a victory for her. She's able to do it. A lot of the bookmakers are going with Rose to pull off the upset. And if anyone can do it, she can. There's no doubt about it. And then you're talking about, like, her, her, her wrestling game and everything. I mean, this girl has been wrestling since she was in high school. I mean, I, I was looking at her stats. She started, like, martial arts. Think about this, guys. How old is she right now? She's uh, she's she still young, 28. right? Yeah. She's 28 years old. But when you look at her martial art career, man, this girl started at five years old studying Taekwondo. She was, by the time she was 16, she was already doing karate and BJJ at 16, doing high school wrestling. This girl came from a pretty, pretty tough background, and she's probably one of the most loved fighters, the female fighters in the UFC or MMA as a whole. Everybody loves Rose. Everybody wants to see Rose win. And the thing is, is that, you know what? She's got this mental mind, man. Like, if anyone saw the Andrade, the first fight when she landed on her neck there, it was scary, dude. Most people would have just said, you know what, the hell with this sport, man. I'm going to I'm gonna go do golf. And I love golf. No offense to golf. I love golf. But she, like, a lot of people thought she was done. Dave, didn't you think she was done? Honestly. No. Okay. So you didn't think so. But a lot of other people did. And that's the thing with her. She came back. <laughs> you bastard, you caught me on that one. I knew I was, like, walking into it. I said, I shouldn't say this, but I'm walking into it. <laughs> I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right, man. That's all right. But, like, honestly, man, this girl is just, like, she's just strong and resilient. Mm -hmm. Does she have what it takes to beat Wei Li? This Wei Li, man, like, when you look at her, she's 31 years old. She's 21 in one. And most people would be like, oh, like, what does she do? You look at her background, man. She, she's First of all, she's a purple belt in BJJ. So when it comes to the grappling game, when you're a purple belt, you're up there. She knows what she's doing. Oh, Rose, do. Rose is a brown you know, belt. She's a brown belt. But, you know, I'm saying they're like when it comes to the grappling skills, they're around. She's the all right. Same. And she's all right. And the thing is that you look at Whaley, she's got really more that martial art like feel. In China, they love her, man. She's like uh, she's a superstar there. She's like a hero. She what did do you know? From Shaolin Kung Fu. Because I've been doing my research, man. I talk to my Asian friends. They all know Wei Li. Everybody knows yeah, Wei right. Li, man. Everybody. I don't believe you. Because she's, I'm telling you, dude, all it's right. crazy. I hope you're she's, right. She's like, she's like the Jackie Chan of like the now. Easy. She's the, 
Bruce Easy. Lee of today, man. Easy. But I'm serious, dude. I'm not joking. She is that popular. <laughs> and people are behind her. And a lot of people want to be Wei Li in China. And remember yeah. what the UFC did. They set up the Performance Center in China. They spent millions. I think it was like $10 million to mm-hmm. set up the Performance Center in Shanghai. And I think it was Shanghai. But the thing is that they pumped out a lot of top athletes. And when you look at girls like, like Wei Li, man, she, she was a former uh, KLF fighter championship fighter this guy's done like so many things through her career and all to say is that she started off as a cashier man in a supermarket and her dream was to fight and eventually she got into mma and you know here she is as champion so that's what i'm trying to tell you this girl has a story she has a lot of people from asia that that look up to her who are you picking she's got a lot of support this is a tough one dave man this is so tough because <laughs> i you pick? like you know what it's it's a hard one. If Zheng I Wei Li, remember like, my name. That's what I think it's gonna be, dude. There you go. Thank you. Hey, man. Wei Li. I love no, that. Hey, when she won, you. when she won the fight, when she won the title, she won in uh, China, and it happened at like four a.m. or whatever. And the the she just smashed Jessica Andrade forty two seconds, knocked her out, and then the interview afterwards. I'm Zheng Wei Li. Remember my name. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> That was badass. Like, that was a UFC moment, man. I'm Jack Lee. Remember my name. And I was like, I will. I will, young lady. I will remember your and everybody, name. And, Good and God that's Almighty. what I'm trying to say is everybody remembers her name. When in North America, they know your name. I love you're her. You're a big star. I'm such you know a I'm fan. Saying, but- I love her so much. I love her. And if she could get past Rose Namajunas, that's the division. It's, it's gonna, She's done it. That's a like, division. That's the division. Right. Jessica Andrade, Joanna Yanjechik, Rose Namajunas. She gets past Rose, she's beat everybody. Like, not everybody, but the best, the top. Of the best. The yeah. the most challenging. If she can get through Rose, she's done. All she's got to do is beat Joanna again and maybe beat Rose again. Like, that's kind of where she's at. If she can beat Rose, even though this will only be her second title defense, She's almost wiped out the elite of the division. So it's a very big fight for Zhang Wei Li. And if she loses to Rose, well, hey, we're back at square one with Rose as the champion and Zhang Wei Li as a challenger and Joanna Yanjajic as a challenger out there as well. Um, but I like Zhang Wei Li to win. It's a close fight. I will not be putting any kind of money on it. I will not be including it in my official Bet99.com parlay. But I'll tell you who is including it in his Bet99 parlay. Freddy Garcia, who sent me his parlay earlier today. And uh, there it is. He's wow, got Rose that, Namayunas plus 165. Chris Weidman as well, minus 125. And What's Jimmy. Jimmy Crute, minus 205, 20 bucks at a plus 611 parlay, will pay out 142.14. Wow, that's a Not good bad. one, man. Not bad. I like that. I like that. Yep. But, but like you're, that. you're picking Zhang Wei Li. What do you mean you like that? He's going with no, Rose. I, I mean, I like it for, for the amount of like return on, on, on that right. bet. I think it's a great, a great bet. You have nothing to lose to go like, you know what? Split your bet. Put 10 and 10 like on like Fred's pick and, you know... One of our picks, but you know what? Yes. The only thing is, is the Weidman fight. That's the only one that bothers me, but it, we'll talk about that. But going mm. back to Wei Lee, man, this girl here, man, there's no doubt about it. There, this is going to be a brawl, man. The, these fights on Saturday night are going to be brawls. They're not going to be like, 
snoozers and sleepers like we saw Holland, you know, the fight prior, not his last fight, the one before that where it was a main event mm -hmm. card and it was like, what the Trash. hell we're watching? Yeah. You know, that would have been the best night to have Jake Paul on because you know what? Last Saturday's fight, man, was ridiculous. It was a great card that, that completely got overshadowed by the Jake Paul, um, you know, boxing circus. Uh, the, 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 I don't know what it was, the Reach for the Stars music event. I have no idea. But that whole fight got overshadowed. And, okay, what are you going to do, man? We'll talk about that. Fun. And, you know what? Whatever. Let's not talk about well, that right now. Let's go with uh, some other fights on this UFC 261 card. I don't really care about Jake Paul. I want to talk about legitimate fights, legitimate fighters. Valentina Shevchenko defending the UFC Ooh. Women's Flyweight Championship. The Bullet defending against Jessica Andrade, who is the former strawweight champion. She's fought at uh, 135. She's fought at 115. So why not try her luck at 125? She's You know why they call her the Bullet? Uh, Valentina, because she shoots guns. No, 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 no. Actually, it's another reason. I looked into it. I'm telling you, Dave, this week was all AJ doing, like, research. I thought the same thing. Yes, she does shoot guns. She's, like, a big gun advocate. She could yeah. probably pick me out from, like, across a football field running sure. naked, which I got to do, by the way. 100%. Um, and, and you know what? She's amazing. But she actually got her name, the bullet, from her coach, Pavel Fedov. The reason why is that 12 years old, this girl. Remember this. 12 years old, Dave. Think about what you were doing when you were 12 years old. I was still watching like Flintstones and things like that. This girl knocked out a 22-year-old in a fight. What? A 22-year-old, yes, knocked at 12 out at oh. 12 years old. So her nickname from that day was that she was so fast with a knockout. The coach called her the bullet, and that's where the name comes from. It doesn't come from her shooting abilities. It's her ability to knock out someone at 12 years old, Jeez. and the opponent was 22. Dude, I remember when I was 22, I was partying like a rock star in like Club Med. Imagine if I got knocked out at 12 years old, at 22. Dude, I wouldn't be on Ringside Report right now. I'd still be like, you know, hiding in shame. But that's the thing. That's what people don't realize. This girl has been studying martial arts, man, since she was a kid. She mm -hmm. was five years old, man. Yeah. You know, by the time she hit 12 years old, she was already doing kickboxing. And she was doing something which I was really surprised. She was doing freestyle Vale Tudo. And if people don't know what Vale Tudo is, it's oh, basically God, yeah. balls in, man, all out. It's old school Brazilian. No rules. Like, no rules MMA. You can do whatever the hell you want. And this girl is fighting at 12 years old. So tell me what kind of a background she has. So, look, just food for thought to, to think why she is who she is. And maybe she might have the edge on, on Saturday's fight. I am a it's huge crazy, fan. Man. I am a huge fan of Valentina Shevchenko. She's done it all. She's been dominating uh, the division. She's just incredible, man. She's so good. Her striking is some of the best that we have ever seen in the UFC. She is, she is the best. She is really, really good. And I don't see anybody in the world touching her at 125 pounds. Certainly not Jessica Andrade. I'm more confident. I know I said not to wow. take away from her. I mean, look, she's not she's not as fast as Valentina. She's got power, but she does not have the footwork or ability to get inside and land the bombs she'll need to land to hurt Valentina Shevchenko. She doesn't have 
the weapons in her arsenal. She won't be able to catch up with her. She's going to get pieced up, and she probably gets finished by Valentina. If she doesn't, at a certain point, start fighting, you know, not to lose, not to get finished, you know, and she continues fighting to win the whole time, Andrade's going to get finished. You know, at a certain point, a lot of people, they, you know, they're they're losing a fight, and they realize, I'm not going to win this fight. I'm just going to fight as much as I have to so I don't get embarrassed and put away here. I'm going to survive. And if Andrade decides to survive at a certain point... Maybe she'll survive and lose a decision. But if she fights the whole way through, she's going to get finished. And the only way she doesn't get finished is if she plays big-time defense and doesn't take any kind of chances. If she takes a chance, she's going to get exposed on that chance, and she's going to get put away. That's how good Valentina Shevchenko is. She's the best. And I know I said Kamara Usman was my lock, and you jumped all over it. But, like, he's a lock to win. I pretty much guarantee it. But the lock, lock to win, bet the house, put everything you have on one person. Kids, it's Valentina. Sh- yeah, put everybody. everybody. Put your mother on Valentina Shevchenko. All that money you were saving. Or mother-in-law. Your COVID your stimulus check, whatever everybody. you got. Put all that shit on Valentina Shevchenko. It won't pay out that much, but goddamn, you will have more money in your pocket at the end of the night. Because she will 100%... Definitely, guarantee, lock of the night, go with it. Valentina's winning. No chance in hell, Jessica Andrade. No chance in hell. No chance. No chance. Some stats with with Andrade. I think she's like, she's what now? She's uh, She lost two of her last three fights. I mean, it's not like the girl is on a a serious winning streak and whatnot. But when you look at her physical uh, conditioning and things like that, this girl, man, when it comes to, like, cardio and it comes to, like, just training, this girl is a fitness freak. I've seen her schedule of training, dude. It's ridiculous. She starts at 7 o'clock in the morning, man, and she doesn't finish till late at night. All she does through the day is train, man. She starts with she starts by going to the gym. She goes and does boxing. Then she goes and does MMA, and then she does all these other things in between. Every day at 7 a.m., this girl is already at the gym. Come when on. it comes to, like, Discipline, hard work, and cardio. This girl has it, dude. You know, it's not like she hasn't, she doesn't have the capability to, to win. This girl's, her first pro fight was in 2011, man. She has the experience. She has everything. She has everything that you need to win, man. The only problem is she's fighting the bullet. She's That's fighting it. Valentina. I mean, she's good. She made herself a world champion at 115. She got herself to this position at 125 to fight for a title. She's a good fighter. But like I said again with Jorge Masvidal, there's levels to this game. Sure. Look at the numbers for Jessica Andrade. She's 21 and 8. 21 wins, 8 losses. Look at Valentina Shevchenko. 20 and 3. And two of those three losses are to Amanda Nunes. By the way, Amanda Nunes is not only the 135-pound champion, she's also so big, she's the 145-pound champion. And Valentina, who's a 125-pound champion, fought her twice, lost twice by decision, both fights extremely close. Extremely close. So close that... If Valentina wins this fight, I think the UFC is going to set up Amanda Nunes and Valentina again. Even though Valentina's lost two fights to her, I think they're going to do a trilogy because 
There's nobody else to fight Valentina, and there's nobody else to fight Amanda. Even though I kind of wanted to see... And it's, and it's see, exciting fights. I mean, I kind of wanted to see Amanda Nunes fight uh, Jermaine Durandamy again, because I thought that was a very close fight. Like, that was tight as hell. Yeah. That fight could happen again, as far as I'm concerned. I would not mind running that one back. No one is really I in just, there with Amanda Nunes, but Jermaine Durandamy was right there. That fight was yeah, close sure. as hell. Jermaine is still a badass. She just submitted Juliana Pena in her last fight. Like, tell me Jermaine Durandamy isn't the number one contender for Amanda Nunes, either at 145 or 135. I know the UFC yep. doesn't like Jermaine Durandamy because she was the 145-pound champion, and they wanted her to fight Cyborg, and she's like, I'm just going to give up the belt. I don't want this belt anymore. Which, you know, the UFC doesn't like when you just give don't up like world, kind of world championships. And that's why they'll like probably George. throw Valentina up against Amanda next if Valentina wins. But I think Jermaine Durandamy is the fight. She's the fight as far as I'm concerned. I think she's given Amanda the the most trouble of anybody in the past five years. But, hey, I'm just one man with the best opinions. I'm not Dana White. What are you going to do? Look, there's... No, you're, you, Dave, you're, absol you're absolutely right, man. And, and that's probably what's going to happen in the end. No, but, like, it'll be just, Valentina. It should be Jermaine, yeah. but it'll be Valentina. Well, we'll see what happens on Saturday. If for some reason Valentina, like, does yeah, not right. win. Yeah, right. Lock of the night. Lock of the night. She's my lock of the night. My guarantee yeah. pick. Valentina Shevchenko is you're not right. losing. No You're chance. Right, dude. And what we forgot to say is that most people don't realize, well, most people do realize, but what we didn't mention here for the people that are listening, deciding which way to go, obviously you're going to go Valentina's way. She's a southpaw as well. And let's mm -hmm. not for forget, Andrade is fighting like, like Orthodox. So, you know, you've got that edge with the southpaw. You've got that edge with the four-inch reach as a southpaw. You know what? You're going to win with the bullet. That's right. Guarantee. Let's uh, so we are going uh, unanimously all together with Usman, Zhang Weili, and uh, yes, sir. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Yes, Freddie, Freddie, the lone yes, member boss. of the Ringside Report team, going with Rose Namajunas for the upset. Don't forget, Freddie was the guy who told you Jake Paul Rose. was going to win last week, and True. we uh, we were not on that on that <laughs> Freddie, bandwagon. Man. So hey, Fred might Freddie be right is the again. Champ, man. He's, Uriah he's Hall. Two weeks in a row, man. Yeah, Uriah Hall takes on Chris Weidman. I did give you the Jeez. big underdog of uh, Jessica Penne last week, though, for the UFC. It did, and man. I was it looking did. for, okay. I was looking for another good underdog pick here on the card, and I really didn't have one for you. Not <laughs> a lot of like, I don't know, not a lot of great betting advantages here on this card. I don't really see anything that uh, excites me. About this card, as far as uh, you know, an underdog that uh, that you'd go with. So you know, I'm not just gonna come up with some bullshit. I'm not gonna give you a fake pick. So I don't have don't a really great. Bullshit, I don't have a great uh, underdog pick. I can give you my whole parlay here in a minute. Uh, I am gonna throw Chris Weidman on my parlay. I do like Chris Weidman over Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall's last win was against. Anderson Silva back in October. He has won three in a row, but when he steps up to higher level competition, he really struggles. And I think that he is going to have some problems here with Chris Weidman's wrestling. I think uh, Chris is going to take Uriah down. 
He will start fast. Uriah is a very slow starter. I think Chris will wind up winning the first and second round and, uh, you know, possibly get knocked out in the third. But if he can survive it, I think Chris Weidman cruises to a 29-28 decision. I think Chris's wrestling will be enough to close the gap and beat Uriah Hall. Uh, Uriah is a dangerous striker. He's got some nice spitting kicks and shit like that. But I think Weidman is smart enough and good enough to know what Uriah is going to try and do. He's going to avoid that. And if he can get this fight to the ground, he should win uh, either a decision or maybe even get the submission. Weidman is a very good grappler, and uh, he's got good takedowns. But once it gets to the ground, he's excellent. His ground and pound is really good. He's got good submissions, good control. So I've got Chris Weidman winning this fight. I think there's value in picking Weidman. He is a slight favorite right now, minus 132 over Uriah Hall. And that's something that Uriah Hall has struggled with throughout his career. Guys that take him down. His takedown defense and his grappling really is the weakness. Great striker, but once you take him down, he struggles. And Weidman is an elite wrestler. So I'm going to go with Chris Weidman here for the win. And uh, AJ, what do you think here about the the Weidman-Hall fight? Does Hall pull off the knockout or does Weidman ground and pound his way to a victory? Look, it's it's this is one of those fights where it could go either or. I mean, uh, if you look at Hall's like takedown defense, like sixty nine percent of the time he's able to stuff those takedowns, sixty nine percent. But here he is coming up against Weidman. Yeah. I mean, these two guys have something in common. You have one guy that pretty much destroyed the career of Anderson Silva, and then you've got another guy that beat the destroyed Anderson Silva. I mean. Had his last UFC fight. On his last UFC fight. These two guys are like Anderson Silva slayers. Weidman has slayed him twice. In fact, Weidman's a real one. He maimed him. He He ended him. He twisted Anderson Silva's leg like Gumby, like on a toothpick. It was ridiculous. But not only that. I mean, when he beat Anderson, Anderson was the man, and Weidman ended the reign yeah. of terror of the great Anderson Silva. I mean, when Uriah Hall beat him, it was like, yeah, whatever. Uriah Hall just beat he an old man. He was broken at that point. Yeah, he was done. He I mean, it was man. his last fight in the UFC. Yeah. It was last October, right? It was, like, not that long ago. Uh, when Weidman beat think, Anderson, it was like, oh, yeah. shit. Like, even Steven Seagal didn't come and corner Anderson Silva on the Uriah Hall fight. So that's how bad it got. Yeah. And you know what? It's a shame because, you know, Say what you want. Anderson Silva still came back, tried to fight and whatnot. But, sure. you know, one of the He's greatest box. fighters of all time, it's Anderson Silva. He's, He's going to box, box at some point. He, yeah. I, I think it's great. Maybe he'll, he'll box Jake Paul, but, like, Jake Paul will just say he's no. too old, which he might have a point. But the too thing big. is, is that, you know, these both guys are 36 years old. Man. You know, Weidman is exactly what you said. If Weidman is able to destroy that 69% takedown defense of Hull, once he gets him to the ground, it's a mauled. He's gonna get mauled. Mm-hmm. Weidman is like his top game is like the best in the game. He's he's gonna make your life a nightmare, and that's what's gonna happen. And I think yeah, I'm gonna give the edge to Weidman. It's not a fight that I'd really say like oh, it's a heavy favorite. Anything could happen, but you know, I think Weidman has that edge. Um, you know, if they're the same age too, you know, they're at the same level of career, man. 
pretty much. You know, it's like they're at the twilight of their career. It's coming to an end for both of them at some point. And uh, but at this yeah. particular Weidman's talking moment, though. Weidman wants to make another run. He's saying he thinks it's a bad matchup for Israel Adesanya. I don't know if he's there anymore in that uh, discussion. But know. hey, let's be he honest. can string some Come wins on. together. You never know. You never know. Uh, Chris Look, Weidman is part guys... of my parlay. I'm going to show you Team Dave's parlay here. Sorry, AJ. Let's I want to get it. to my parlay here over at bet99.com. You go to bet99.com, use that promo code ringside, and you get a matching bonus depo- matching deposit bonus of up to $600 when you sign up. Players. Okay? Sign up right now. You get a matching deposit bonus of up to $600. And this is my parlay. I've got Kamaru Usman by decision. Minus 132 value there. Jangwei Lee to win. Valentina Shevchenko to win. And Chris Weidman to win. 20 bucks at plus 455 will net you 110.94 on Team Dave's four-fight parlay for UFC 261. And we had uh, Freddie's parlay as well. He's going with Weidman, Namayunas, and Jimmy Crute. Once again, Fre- Fred's Crute. parlay, Weidman, Namayunas, and Crute. 20 bucks at plus 611 gets you 142.14. Fred doing a three-fight parlay with an underdog that will win you more money. I'm going with four straight favorites <clears throat> that will win you a little bit less, but they are favorites. AJ? Uh, do you have a parlay for everybody? Who are you going well, with? Well, you know what? Like, look, one thing with Freddie that I agree with is that, and you know, I love Anthony Smith. I thought Anthony Smith was like, you know, the guy. Gonna beat John, John Jones? Jones? Yeah, you silly man. You know what? Johnny Bones was, Jones. Yeah. Best <laughs> Johnny ever. Bone Jones, man, wants to fight Jake Paul. But the thing is this. Does he? Is that. Well, you know what? He's probably gonna save. You know what? He's gonna make more money with Jake Paul than he's gonna make like right now, Ugh. trying to like hash a deal like in the UFC. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. But mm. anyways, that that's coming up, man. And I know a lot of people like like the internet has exploded this week, man. You have people that are like serious MMA fans, boxing fans, and they're fucking going crazy about this whole Jake Paul thing. You know, articles that are coming like out of the why are you talking about, about that? Jake Can we Paul? talk about the UFC? No. Yeah, so let me just get back to Fuck this. Fuck Jake Paul. So let me wait. No, no, man. Wait, we're gonna get to that. Jake Paul is very interesting. It Fuck changed Jake the Paul. face of the game. Like I said years ago, that I was like happening. To change his AJ face. was right. But anyways, I'm gonna go with Freddie with the Jimmy Crude, and it's a shame because I don't want to go against Anthony Smith because I really like Anthony Smith. I love this guy. He was man. He, you know, he's done so much in the game. He's done so much in the game. His upbringing, his whole life, has been nothing but like hard times to a real success. You know, now he has a great, uh, a great uh, job as a commentator, he, a commentator as a broadcaster. He comes out, he does his stuff on media. I think he's great. That guy knows the game. The problem is that Jimmy Crute, man, is just a 25-year-old, bro. He's 25 years old. Let's not forget that. Smith is 32, man. You know, he's, he had that opportunity to take the belt. It's probably not going to happen. The motivation is not there. He's basically a gatekeeper at this point. Jimmy Crew, 25 years old, man, a former forklift driver. He was the former light heavyweight champion in Australia for the Hex Fighting Series. This guy has gone through it all. He's a black belt, man, in BJJ. You know, he comes from a boxing side. His whole family, man, was were boxers. So when it comes to, like, the stand-up game, he knows it. So 
that'd be interesting to see Jake Paul. Maybe fight a guy like this guy. Probably won't happen. So he's got it all, man. Started at four years old, man, with karate. Studied judo at eight. Was already starting BJJ at 11. At 25 years old, he's got all that young power. Testosterone or max. He's coming in and he's going to, he's basically going to beat Anthony Smith. So I'm with Freddie on this. Mm. I'm going with Jimmy Crute. This is a tough what fight for me. As a nickname. I'm staying away from this fight. I don't really have a pick. I think that there's value in going with the underdog, Anthony Smith, plus 165, Crute minus 204, the favorite. Oy. Smith remember, is a little bit taller. Smith is a little bit taller. He's six foot four. To Crute's six foot two. Crute is a little bit Still less experienced boy, than Anthony Smith. He hasn't been in there with some of the the elite fighters like Anthony Smith's beat Volkan Ozdemir, Shogun, uh, Alexander Gustafson. Like he's beat some good guys, you know. And I don't know if Jimmy Crute is at that level. He Look, is he, the odds maker. Yeah, but he's, that's he's not. Old, he's a 12, that's not. No, he's Gustafson. Lost, he's lost one fight, man. He's twelve and one, man. He lost to Misha. He lost to Misha Sharkunov. Yeah, he, which he lost him back in uh, two thousand. I mean, so look at who Anthony happens, Smith dude. is losing to, though. Anthony Smith is losing to like Glover Teixeira, John Jones, Tiago Santos, like the elite of the division. Yeah, he, he's defeated and like Andrew Crute. Sanchez, Lombard. Shogun Rua. Yeah, Bogan. man. I, I mean, don't know. No, but he lost to John Jones. I think there's but, value in Anthony Smith, and I'm going to pick Anthony Smith. I'm not putting him on my parlay, but I would definitely uh, take him to win. I think uh, he would be my pick. Uh, I would uh, I would go with his his uh, win for some value there. What are you laughing at? Glad is calling me like a nerd. <laughs> you are a nerd. A nerd with the facts in it. What do you want to know? Well, you want to know with, uh, what's his name? Uh, let me just take a look. What did, oh, you know what? I'll tell you what Anthony Smith did as before he became to the UFC. No, this I don't care. Glenn. He I was a care. concrete finisher. Listen, man, he used to work with concrete. Give the guy a break, man. Look at the I'm way a concrete he was, finisher. Uh... <laughs> I tried I mean. was a pharmacy. She was working at a pharmacy. What like was that concrete. name? I said I'm a concrete finisher. If you know what I mean. Uh... Is that what? What the ladies know. say, Dave. That's right. It's like, my God. It's like <laughs> concrete all over me. Um, <laughs> heavy. <laughs> Strangely heavy. What's going on? Little, I can't move. getting crazy, man. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, what's the value? What's the value in what? DJ Bourne says, what's the value? What's the value for what? What are you talking about? What's the question? DJ, what's up, man? The value. I want to know what DJ's thought of the fight was with all the music acts. I'm gonna try and rebook the, the triller. I'm gonna try and rebook the triller pay per view. Uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, Anthony Smith. I think he wins this fight. Oh, uh, but don't put him on my parlay, AJ. I'll send you my official parlay, okay? Which yeah, I po- I posted on the show. Yeah, I know you're gonna Dave fake it. No, not on my parlay, you motherfucker! Don't. <laughs> if, I swear to God, if you put it out, I'm gonna. I don't know. Kick you off the show forever or something. I don't know. What? Probably. Don't be no. don't be that harsh, man. Listen, I won't man, do what do you want me to do when you guys I'll were you sending what. the picks? I had no choice. I won't do I that. I wrote it down in my notes. I'll I wrote just, it down uh, in my notes and I look. Dave loves Uriah Hall. We I say? wouldn't AJ, I can't kick you off the show. I can't do the show without you. So I'll you just could, pun I'll no, punish everybody. Kick, I just you kick me off many if you put you the wrong parlay out. You put me on like lock you put me on like yeah, uh, timeout lockouts and timeouts. If you put the wrong parlay out on our Instagram or Twitter at Ringside Report. 
We just won't do a watch along Saturday. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just gonna no, cancel no, no, the no. show because do... I don't want to deal with we're, you we're, on a Saturday we're... night being so nonsensical. And Fred's not gonna be there, so <laughs> I have to deal with you by myself. So, you know, let's if get you're... Glenn on. Get Glenn on the show, man. We gotta get Glenn with the uh, watch along. That It'll guy, be crazy. That guy, Glenn, man, G Mac, G Mac. Yeah, if he wants man, to. Man, I'm telling you, Glenn has the best hair in on in the media game. And I'm telling you right now, when you came on, Dave, I'm looking at you and I'm like. Dave reminds me of someone. He reminds me of like, like uh, what the hell was the guy that went out with Angel Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, which I almost went out on a date with her. That's a long story. Glenn, no bullshit. I, it almost happened. But you look like like a Brad Pitt, and Glenn man's got like the Vidal Sassoon hair. This guy looks. I'm telling you, man. Every time I see Glenn, he looks like he sparkles. I don't know what he does before the show, man. If he's doing yoga, he's doing like coconut cream. steroids. Uh, Hair job, steroids. I know Glenn is yeah. probably juicing up. Like I don't want to say like any names, but he's doing the special like you know uh, Jesus juice. Um, but Mm-mm. let me tell you, Mm-mm. the guy Mm-mm. sparkles, man. I want to. I want to mm. know what cream he's using. Glenn's going to some sort of chalet all weekend, so he will not be joining us on the watch along. Okay, you know he's got a what? chalet. I, I like to see what he's doing at the chalet. I like the. I like to be a fly on the wall, man. It's going I... to get crazy. If people don't know who GMAC is. GMAC is. Kind of like he would he would be like perfect with Dan Bilzerian. I can almost guarantee you that. And don't forget to invite me, Glenn, if that happens. All right. Uh, hey, he's, are you there? Yeah, I'm silent there. For I'm a just waiting what for you to there? finish talking about Glenn and his like hot tub parties. Glenn is like, oh, you got to come <laughs> the next time. There's so many. I was like, no, no, no. I don't want to be in a hot tub with you. I don't care how many other women are there. I, I'm not interested in. Being naked in a hot tub with Glenn. Sorry, Glenn. I mean, it's just... <laughs> Sausage fest. Yeah. Uh, not interested. Thanks, though. It seems uh, scary. So that's UFC pick 261. Me, coach, There's UFC 261. AJ, I don't think your girlfriend would be happy about that. Anyways, no, UFC no, 261 not, no. is Saturday night. We will be watching it here with you. The pay-per-view starts at 10 p.m., and that's when we will start at 10 p.m. right here. On the Ringside Report Network, 10 p.m. Eastern, Saturday night for the UFC 261 Watch Along. There are some prelims on this card, but I don't give a shit about any of them. So, let's not talk about them. Okay? Let's talk about, like, let's talk about a couple of things that came up. Number one? Jake Paul. Corey Anderson. Did you see what Corey Anderson said? Corey Anderson? Man, you know what? Who cares? Corey Anderson, man. No, no, no. Listen to, listen to he this. He won his fight That's at right. Bellator last week. Congratulations no. to Corey yes, Anderson. I- but listen what he said after the whole Jake Paul thing and the money that was made and the pay-per-view numbers and everything. He's like, now that's money. And where other money is is that Bellator. So this is what he says. I have made double in Bellator with two fights within six months than he ever did in the UFC with 15 fights. That included 11 wins, two bonuses in seven years. Food for thought, my friend. He, he, his quote was, UFC gave me a career. Bellator gave me the life. And now that's the problem. You've got guys like Jake Paul. You've got Bellator that's paying their fighters. The UFC has to step up their game, man, because you know what? The competition is not only coming from the MMA side. You've got competition now coming from the YouTube side. And there's and you know what? <laughs> In a way, a lot of fighters, I'm telling you, man, it's crazy, dude. Dude, it's, it's for uh... pay-per-view numbers. We're looking at Jake Paul. Are we jumping onto the Jake Paul thing now? Let's yeah. jump onto the Jake the Snake Paul. And the thing is this, is that this guy, man, is close – it's close to 2 million pay-per-views. That is not a joke, Dave. 
You know that, and I know that. That's not a joke. And you okay. know what? He was fighting Ben Askren that yes. got knocked out in what was it, like 15 seconds or whatever it was? Ugh. Six. What was it? Like, okay. What I'm trying to say is that I said this a long time ago, and I don't know if, like, you know, I know Glenn is listening and all that, but I said the first time I saw Jake Paul on that YouTube thing, and we were, and I bring it up all the time, the minute I saw the numbers that were being produced on YouTube for two guys to box that I had no idea who the hell they were, but every millennial or whatever you call them now, they, what are they called? What are you are they millennials? About? Like the young kids, man, that supported this guy. Generation okay, with Z. Over two, Gen Z. Generation. People, people uh, that are usually born in the mid to late 90s to the early 2010, 2010s. <laughs> So I think that's the no, Jake Paul but, generation. Like the millennials is like, I think I'm a millennial. I'm like an older millennial. It's like kind of if yeah, you like were me. born I'm kind and, of a millennial. No, you're not. You're very old, AJ. You're not a millennial. You should be getting your COVID shot because you're eligible here in Canada, but you haven't got it <laughs> or signed up for it, and I don't know why. I think you're an anti-vaxxer and you're scared of vaccines for some reason. I love that all the people who were like saying COVID is fake and there's no reason to be scared of COVID are the same people who are scared to get the vaccine saying, oh, it's going to do terrible things to my body. Like, you fucking jabronis. Ridiculous. Anyways. Look, I'm ready to take TRT. Yeah. I'm ready to take TRT. Glenn, send me some TRT. Yeah, so you take but TRT like, and steroids, know, but you don't want to take the COVID shot that will allow you to go of... and live listen, a nice, uh, free life. Listen. listen. I'm going to tell you something. Arun All right. Was, was I don't want to hear like, your anti-vax no, nonsense. No, I don't care about. He went for yeah. his photo op. He didn't okay. take that. All right. Take it easy. I don't want to hear your anti-vax nonsense because it'll that. get us kicked off YouTube and it's really unnecessary. What? Why I'm just we get kicked trying to encourage like... you to live a healthy life so you don't get COVID and die because you're old and you're at risk. Listen, I want I want to make the the, the the Benjamins from Ringside Report, so I'm not leaving yet. But listen to this. Let's look at some of the shit that happened last Saturday. talking about my brother? He's Benjamin about? from Ringside Report. My brother? Yeah, he is. He's Uncle Ben. He's not just Benjamin. He's Uncle yeah. Ben, man. You got GMAC. Uncle Beef. You got Beef. Uncle Ben. You got Hollywood AJ. You got Super Dave. You got Fantastic Anyways, Freddy. So I mean, Generation Z. Generation Z. The Jake Paul fans. The people that like Jake Paul, they were possibly entertained on Saturday night. I was not. I don't want to watch Justin Bieber sing songs. I hear people say, oh, Justin Bieber's so talented. He's a really talented musician. All I hear him is singing shitty songs with that whiny-ass voice, and he looks like a little bitch. <laughs> so I'm not trying to listen to no Justin Bieber. He sucks. Yeah, that I'm not trying Listen, to watch you know any funny? fight. I don't care. It could be Conor McGregor versus John Jones and some sort of steroid <laughs> spectacle. I am not sitting through another Justin Bieber concert to get to a fight. I'm done with that shit. Triller is Listen, a terrible, the best, the best. terrible fight promotion. Dude. I don't want to sit through any of that bullshit anymore. And, I mean, we could talk about and Jake Paul, but I want to address. It, no, I'm not. We're never doing a no, watch-along for a Triller Bieber. fight Dude. Ever again. And this is a fucking guarantee. Fuck Triller. Listen, fuck the, the promotion. No, I'm never do doing we're a watch it. along for another Triller fight. Do it. Or Jake Paul. It's Jake Paul happen. could suck it. Fuck Jake Paul. <laughs> listen, listen. Fucking the best pussy. with the Justin Bieber, the moment of the night was when he's shouting out. He's shouting out like, Alana, how's it going? Who? Yet. 
Justin Bieber, remember when he was like yelling like, Atlanta, how's it going in the stadium? There's nobody Dude, there. It was an empty stadium. Who the fuck is he talking to? Snoop Dogg and Oscar De La Hoya that's doing like coke like there's no tomorrow in the bathroom? Yeah. Or some of those like dancers like legs? I don't want to say anything else. I was gonna, not going to go that way, Dave. But this was a crazy night, man. The best, I go, I look at some of like Pete Davidson, that's the host. Like they're looking at quotes. Like people are bringing out quotes. Based on this crazy night, it was a circus of all circuses. You've got this guy saying, they both suck, but at least someone's going to get hurt. Pete Davidson on the main event. You've got, like, <laughs> the commentator, the host, saying that this fight's going to suck. Dude, it was a circus. But here we are, ready to pull out 2 million pay-per-views out of this fight. And that's the thing that's crazy, man. You know, Jake Paul, man. He's a master of marketing. He's a master of YouTube. I'm looking at some of the stats for just today. Jake Paul views just today. The guy has close to 2,500,000 views just today. The guy's stock is like through the roof. The, the thing with this guy is he made money. Ben Askren, I, I listened to him on some podcasts over the week, you know, and everybody says, oh, maybe he, he pulled a fast one. He took a dive and whatnot. He told, he said it. He goes, I got knocked out by Jake Paul. It's yeah. fucking embarrassing. Yeah. And you know what? The truth is, is that he really got knocked out. There was no doubt about it. Ben Askren got the fuck knocked out. Yet, he's going to walk away with millions and millions of dollars, more than he ever got in Bellator, more than he ever got in the UFC. And you know what? He went there to win. But the truth of the matter is, is that the guy, you know, not to defend, like, you know, MMA fighters. He was a former UFC fighter. Yeah, that's true. Was he the best boxer in UFC? No, he's probably no. at the bottom line as probably the worst. No, but the thing is, come on is that now. Listen. You can see that the guy's coming off hip surgery. The guy has a boxing stance that's completely like a box, which doesn't make sense. The guy has no rhythm in his Look, feet. The guy is a grappler. That's we learned game. some and things. Sure, we learned some things wait, wait, wait. on Saturday, but we know Ben Askren is a grappler and he can't punch for shit. We know this. Yeah, but we no, knew this going into the fight. We fucking knew this going into the fight. Here's what we learned about this fight, AJ. This is what we learned about Jake Paul. He can hit and he can hurt guys that have been in real fights. That's what we learned. Guys that can take a punch, that have taken punches before, can get hurt and can get dropped by Jake Paul. Jake Paul is not a guy who can just knock out NBA guys. He can knock out ex-fighters that can't fucking box that have probably taken a few too many shots to the head and they're easier to put down okay that's what we learned about jake paul we didn't learn fuck else other than he could beat guys that are old that are retired and that are smaller than him that's another fucking thing jake paul oh, think about this jake paul is calling out guys that weigh what 155 pounds 170 pounds? 170. He's yeah. only he's only calling out light, lightweights and welterweights in MMA. He's not calling out professional boxers. He's calling out MMA fighters that are primarily grapplers that he outweighs by about 40 pounds. That's not a brave man. That's not Dude, a fighter a looking to prove himself. That's a guy looking to embarrass some people, and people are taking the money and taking the bait. The problem now is for Jake Paul is that he has figured out and other people have figured out that he can hit and he is a draw. 
So now people are going to take him seriously. Now some real hitters are going to come out of the woodwork and say, hey, you want to fucking fight for real? Let's go. Fight somebody who can hit back. Fight somebody who can fuck you up. Fight somebody your size, right? Jake Paul's not calling out anybody his size. He wants to fight fucking, uh, you know, Dylan Dennis or Conor McGregor. All yeah, guys much smaller than him. No, yeah, come on. He's much smaller than him, and he's a grappler, okay? Jake Paul probably striker. beats Dylan Dennis. I don't think he is. I don't think he is, okay? Even Tyron Woodley. Even Woodley. There's been talk of Woodley. Woodley has looked shit in the UFC for the past couple of years. Shit. His time as a fighter is done. I don't want, and he's small. He's another 170. I don't want to see Woodley go in there and fight Jake Paul because you know what? He might lose. He might. But fight a 185er. Fight Robert Whitaker from the UFC. Fight Calvin Gastelum. Fight fucking Israel Adesanya. I mean, you know, it's not going to happen, but fight Fight somebody. Fight some, even Masvidal, you know, Masvidal's a little small, right? Masvidal's a little small, and Masvidal's like kind of middle of the pack. Jake Paul might beat Masvidal in a straight-up boxing match. He might. He might, okay? That's what we've seen, is that he is mediocre at boxing. He is half-decent at boxing. So? Is he fucking good? No. Is he half-decent? Yes. Uh, But... You know, there's talk of him Look, fighting Daniel Cormier. Him and Cormier have been going back and forth. What? First of all, first Get of all, Cormier. you didn't see that? I'll show you. No. Look, there's Daniel see, Cormier's man. tweet. Don't mess with DC, man. Uh, I mean, the way this dude talked to T. Wood makes my skin crawl. All these kids are going to get taught a lesson, I swear, and I can't wait for it. Jay Leon, love, you can't fight. Better respect dudes like T. Woodley before he puts his hands on you. He ain't Ben. No, he's not, but he's close, you know, and he's pretty retired, DC. And here's Jake Paul. Okay, fat boy. So me versus you and Jay versus T? Is he crazy? Is Jake Paul completely insane? And Cody Cody Garbrandt, Cody Garbrandt here, he jumps in. He's like, your whole squad would get fucked up. You beat a guy that can't box in boxing. Why won't you come to the cage? Because you're a pussy. So is your whole squad. I'll give up 50 pounds to you and knock that toupee off your fucking head. You'll be exposed soon. (laughs) And that's another thing. Why won't these bitch-ass motherfuckers, all these fucking boxers, from Mayweather to Jake Paul to whoever the fuck, all these guys want to call out MMA fighters to what? To box. Bitch, come to the octagon and see what happens. Come to no, the man. cage. Go, fucking Jake no Paul, you want to do it? it go a do a rematch. Fight. Go do a rematch with Ben Askren in an octagon and see if he doesn't fucking no, destroy he's you. He's going to die in like 30 seconds, man. But it's the ridiculous. Thing is, is that that's the thing. Pussy if it was shit. a real fight, it's a different game. Askren would have like made that guy like like come close to dying. There's no doubt about it, man. When you're, yep. when you're wrestling at a level like, like Ben Askren does with Boros and... and, and, and Guys that are outside destruction. the MMA game. It would have been it, a demolishment. Paul would have quit yeah, in, the, like in the cage. He would have quit. Yeah. But but listen, but the thing is that you've got two sides of the fence here. You've got, like, so many eyes, dude. You've got, like, two million people just today. The fight sure. took place on Saturday that are coming to see who this Jake Paul is. And people that think that Jake Paul is the best fighter in the world right now. I'm not joking about that, dude. It really is that. And I keep saying, like, 
Did it change the face of the game? Yes, I did. And I said that years ago that that was going to happen. The first time we saw him fighting on YouTube, I said, this guy's going to fuck up the game because there's a lot of guys in boxing that bust their ass, a lot of guys at MMA that bust their ass. But the thing with Jake Paul is he picks and chooses. He knows how to, 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 to pinch people's nerves to get that fire going mm-hmm. all the way. Th- Imagine someone calling out DC. No one would say shit to DC in front of his face. You're talking like like a wrecking machine. But this guy, like there's no guy in other sports. You don't hear boxers coming out and saying, I'll challenge DC. I'll fuck him up. You'll never see other guys in other sports, hockey, football, talking shit to John Jones. There might be some guys who think they might be able to take him, but they'll never say it to his face. But here we've got this YouTuber who's got a presence, a presence so strong, he's, he's, he's got his goals made. His goals were to be on top, to be on top of the sports scene, and he is. There's nothing more than Jake Paul this week than anything. Does it take away from the real um, uh, athletes of boxing, the real athletes of mixed martial arts, the real athletes of just martial arts in combat sports? Yes, it does, because it, it actually brings down the quality of these fighters right now. And I'm not joking, because right now, this guy has more of a following than John Jones has. This guy has a much bigger following than DC has, a much bigger following than anybody. And in fact, he helped Ben Askren become more popular as being a victim to Jake Paul. But Jake Paul, okay, he takes boxing serious. No matter what people say, the guy is training. He's training with legitimate coaches, legitimate training camps, and he's actually going out there to fight. But he's he the level of some real boxer at fucking 20 years old that is 3-0 as is himself who's fought in the amateur ranks and really like you know like really built his way into boxing no he won't fight a guy like that because that means you have to fight someone that has skills that's not gonna happen that's why jake paul is smart man when you're looking at him the guy has sold more pay-per-views that didn't include mike tyson that didn't include conor mcgregor that didn't include like floyd mayweather that is insane if you would have said that five years ago to any athlete saying like a youtuber is going to be selling more pay-per-views than some of the guys that are active champions at the moment in boxing, wrestling, or mixed martial arts, they say you're completely nuts. The problem is, Jake Paul will bring in just as many numbers on his next fight, and we're going to be there to watch it. We're going to no. be there to comment, because no. he's going to fight a legitimate guy the next one. Don't fight. care. Everybody wants to see that. Don't Dude, care. He's bringing it. I care. because No, you know he's what? not going to fight the, a legitimate guy. Is, is that, he's not. Who's he going to fight this legit? Gonna ha- Who's he going to fight? Look, look. He's because not going right to fight Daniel Cormier because me. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, no. let me break this down for real, for real, because now we got to take this piece of shit serious. This fucking troll, <laughs> this fucking mook is we got to take this fucking jabroni serious. OK, so let's be serious and talk about it like he's an actual fighter. Who do you find to fight this motherfucker? Okay, Daniel Cormier is not fighting him. This fighter is, Jake Paul is like a 190, 195 boxer. You think DC is going to drop down at this point in his career when he hasn't fought 205 for years? He's been heavyweight. You think he's going to cut weight now as a retired fighter to make it down to what, 205? And we know DC can barely, barely make it to 205. I don't even think he made 205. The towel fucking helped him. Remember when he leaned on the towel and he fucking <laughs> cheated to make weight? DC can't make 205. DC can't make weight to fight Jake Paul unless Jake Paul wants to go up. Hey, Jake Paul, you want to fight Daniel Cormier at 230 pounds in a boxing match? Fucking good luck. DC will fucking end you. 
He will end your life, but that shit's not going to happen because Jake Paul is a pussy-ass bitch, and he's not going to fight Daniel Cormier at a disadvantageous fucking weight because Jake Paul is looking to pick and choose his fights, fights that he can win. That's why this next pay-per-view will be bullshit just like the last pay-per-view because this motherfucker doesn't want a real fight. He's looking for fights that he can win. There's nobody out there that he will fight that will be legitimate. And you know what the worst part of this whole thing is? His stupid brother is going to fight. Floyd Mayweather in an exhibition in June, and his stupid brother is slightly bigger than he is. So, this stupid fuck, Logan Paul, who's an 0-1 boxer, might beat Floyd Mayweather in June and be Floyd's first ever loss in a boxing match, and that's how fucking pathetic the fighting sport is right now. That's how pathetic the fight sports world has been taken by these idiot fucking clown brothers because Mayweather's like, yeah, fuck it. This guy's not a boxer. This guy sucks, whatever. Guess what, Floyd? If he's fucking 50 pounds heavier than you and much taller than you and trains fucking day and night, he's got a shot. Plus, you're old. You've taken punches to the face. You have 50 professional fights. Hey, man, Floyd might lose. Floyd might lose to that Paul brother. And then what happens? And then what happens? What an embarrassment. That's it. Because then you're going to have, like, thousands of other, like, non-athletes that decide that they're going to get into, like, fighting that actually – and there's nothing wrong. You want to train in boxing. I, I, You know what? Number one, go for it. I, I, You want to train to to fight in amateur fights? Go for it, man. You got millions of dollars like Fournier in his fight last Saturday at Thriller. He's 9-0 now. He wanted to box. He has the capabilities to get the best, the best boxing coaches and whatnot. Good for him. The problem is, is that you can't allow guys that are fucking champions to think that they're gonna have a shot against guys that are 50 pounds heavier. You're looking at this guy, Jake Paul, that that goes around at 210 pounds. 200 pounds, my friend, is a big guy fighting a 170er, and especially if he gets that right hook and he gets it on the money, right on the temple, you are going down. You're going down when you've got 12 ounce gloves, man. You know, not that it's, you know, some people were like, how does, how does Askren go down when he's fighting with four ounce gloves and he's getting knocked out by a 12 ounce glove? He should be like absorbing the sponge. Dude, the guy's 200 pounds coming in with a solid right that he practiced that over and over because he knows that, that Askren would have backed up, dropped his hands like a guy who doesn't have the boxing skills. And that's what kills me. I want to see some boxing elite fighters at 20-something years old, even at the amateur rank, to say, you know what? I'm challenging you, buddy. And and you know what? You have to legitimize back the sport of boxing because guys like this are taking it away. And in fact, they they tainted the UFC a bit because right now, everybody will, as I've been seeing for the last week, when you've got fucking 6 billion views on YouTube for Jake Paul, you've got like millions of people that think, that Jake Paul could smash any UFC guy. And that's the problem. You're, you're, and, and now basketball, like, guys are trying to come out to the challenge like Jake Paul. Uh, you've got, I think it was Gil that wanted to come out and challenge Jake Paul. But the guy's 50 years old. Give me a guy who's in his 20s. Give me a guy who's in his early 30s. You know, get me those guys. And then, you know what? End it there. You know what? Jake Paul's not stupid. There's going to come a time when someone is really going to probably, like, hurt him. Yeah. Like the only way that's going to happen is if he's not fighting tomato cans and not fighting guys that have like hip surgery. Fight. Had hip surgery. Seniors this is who you fight. Surgery. 
And here's a guy that's going into a boxing match that hip surgery in September and who's like probably the worst boxer. You know what? It doesn't make sense. It's like saying a guy who does boxing decides that he's going to go into uh, to uh, the Midwest of the U.S. and decide that he's going to go like challenge any wrestler at wrestling with absolutely like sure. three months of wrestling training on YouTube. You will die. But that's the problem. You need to have guys that have to defend their sport. And if you don't defend your sport, yeah. well, you know what? This is going to keep going. And what's going to happen is there's not going to be just Jake Paul and Logan Paul. There's going to be a lot of other YouTubers and a lot of other guys with like gimmicks. They're going to be coming out and it's going to destroy the sport. You know, you don't see this shit with I don't and, and, think and baseball and all that, that kind of stuff in basketball. I don't think that there you are know? that many YouTubers out there that have a chance there in is, boxing. Dude. There's not that many guys out there that can actually fight. Gonna... These guys are taking it seriously, they... and they're fighting. And, yeah, it's it's disgusting, and it's uh, not something I want to see. But, but it... eventually they're going to get got. And I'm not going to be suckered into watching any more of these fights unless they – are for sure going to get beat. I don't want to watch this fucking guy against Mayweather. I don't want to watch Jake Paul fight Tyron Woodley. I don't want to see him fight anybody. I don't want to see him fight any of these guys what? unless it's somebody legit. Fight Gegard Musasi and see what fucking happens to you, Jake Oof. Paul. Fight Gegard. Fight a legitimate 185-pounder, 205-pound fighter who can strike. Fight Gegard. You want to fight somebody who's a little bit older? Fight Gegard. See how that fucking goes for you. Fight a hitter. Fight a hitter that's roughly your size and see how you do. Stop talking all that shit and fight somebody legitimate who can legitimately hit and who's your size. Fight somebody your size and see what happens. Don't fight some grappler. Don't be like, in my next fight, I will box Damian Maya. Like, who gives a shit? I don't want to see that shit. Fight somebody who can actually box, you pussy-ass bitch. Fuck you, Jake Paul. Fuck Justin Bieber. Fuck Triller. Fuck the whole goddamn promotion. It was a goddamn mess. Every fight on that card sucked. The concert sucked. The commentary was awful. I don't want to see that shit ever again. Rebook your musical acts, too. What a fucking shit show of... Doja Cat and Saweetie, they were fucking trash. But at least if you're going to have them, don't put Justin Bieber on there. He was the worst. If you're going to have a rap show with Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube and Saweetie, goddamn headline it with a rap act, not with goddamn Justin Bieber. Seems simple enough to me. You couldn't get Travis Scott. You couldn't get Nas. You couldn't get fucking Jay-Z. I mean, you couldn't get Jay-Z, obviously, but you couldn't get... Somebody that somebody had heard of over fucking Justin Bieber. I know that there are probably some kids out there, the Generation Zs, the Jake Paul fans, that fucking love Justin Bieber. But you know what? I don't. And I don't want to watch any more fights where there's a chance that Justin Bieber might show up. Fuck Justin Bieber. Fuck Jake Paul. Fuck Dude, Triller. He was the most, he I am was, never, the funny thing, ever, but, ever, hey. ever watching that shit again. It was a fucking Dude, there was disgrace. Ass cheek spreading. There was it was strip joint dancing. There was like fucking. You can see guys that were completely smashed, drunk. Man, you can you can almost see the cocaine crystals in the in the air. I mean, it was like insane. Like this was 
this was not for your kids. And the, the funny thing is, is Ben Askren was saying like a lot of his like kids from his wrestling schools were watching this fight to see the poor guy get knocked out. But at the same time, like, how do you, like, there was no boxing, but all entertainment. And at one point, like, Justin Bieber, which was funny, somebody said he was the most tame of all, even though he's screaming at an empty crowd, like, thinking he has 100,000 people. These people are mad. They had a walk-in with Justin Bieber. Like, he's going through, like, the dressing rooms and fucking dancing this, like, little shuffle dance that he was doing. It was just weird, but he was the most tame out of everybody. And the craziest part, you got Snoop Dogg even challenging Dana White, saying, Dana White, you owe me my $2 million. Because he called him out on that bet. I mean, he dude, never made the insane. bet. Dana never I, made the bet. Shut up, Snoop. I know, but according to Snoop Shut up, Dogg, Snoop. man, Snoop Dogg. I, can't I like Snoop. Snoop Dogg is getting involved with this shit. I like Snoop Dogg, but anybody involved with Snoop that Dogg. trailer pay per view can go fuck themselves. Anybody and everybody involved with that promotion, I have no fucking love for anymore. Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, they're all dead to me. Fuck those guys. Fuck all those guys. Fuck anybody associated with that shit. Terrible. Dude, I, you know what? You know what? And, and that's the thing is, is that no matter what, you might not like it. I might have not liked it. Matt Kazavon in boxing probably didn't like it. Any person that deals with the professional aspect of combat sports is probably like they've been saying throughout the week. They don't, they're like leaving networks because they're fed up to see this guy, Jake Paul, being in the spotlight. But Jake Paul's only goal was really to win YouTube views. This guy is making more money than anybody. And in fact, he filled the pockets of Ben Askren, like I said earlier, that the UFC couldn't do, and Bellator couldn't do. And a lot of guys want that easy picking fight. And, and Jake Paul's gonna do it. He's gonna pick his next opponent that he knows he can beat, and it's gonna carry on. You wanna impress me? Guys like Makabu, man. Makabu who's the WBC champion, man. 200 pounds. These are the guys that are going to call him out and say, you know what? You can probably pull that shit with a YouTuber and knock him out. You can pull that shit with a fucking retired basketball player and you knock him out. You can pull that shit, which he knocked out, a former UFC guy who had hip surgery that is fucking, you know, yeah. boxing is, you know, not, not his specialty. Fight a real guy. So guys like Mack have to stand up. He guys won't. Like Murray have to stand up. Why would guys you like tell? Guys have to stand up. He's not going to. These guys need to call. But they have to. Because yeah, they should. Guys, Everybody these guys have busted their legit. ass to be champions. Yeah. Anybody who's legit at that top have to defend their sport. And if they don't do it, dude, the circus is going to go on. And a lot of armchair, crazy asses, UFC video game guys. And I love playing video games. I love playing UFC video games. These are the guys that are going to come out and start actually, like, you know what, challenging the professional sport of combat sports. It's yeah. going to kill the Let sport, him. dude. Because Let him challenge be me first. Fight me first, and then we'll but see dude, how you, know you fucking gonna, do. But the, you know fight what, me you first, know what, YouTubers. You know what Jake Paul said? He I says, want to fight some people on YouTube. Millions of, I want, hey, if, if that's get, how we're listen, doing things, AJ, let me fight some people. Anybody out there fucking pussies? Let's go. No, bro. We, I you should gotta, call you people gotta, out. We, listen, I'm going to pick and choose some report. easy fights, listen, too. You want Dave to fight? We need to get our YouTube hits. We need about fucking a couple of million YouTube likes, and then the guy might start listening. And you know what? We're, we're not there. I don't That's want to fight Jake, Jake Paul. Paul. He's too big. I'm not uh, fighting him. Fight I fight so somebody my size. I don't want or smaller Another than YouTuber. me. Well, I want to fight somebody a, else who's on YouTube that's yeah. smaller than me. <laughs> okay. Hey, how about Steve Urkel? Imagine even Steve Urkel. I'll fight there. Steve Dude, Urkel. This was crazy. I will destroy I Steve Urkel in a fight. Who was there, man? You had fucking Steve Urkel. You had Ric Flair. 
I couldn't even believe that shit. They actually had a competition of a slap competition. I'll fight Ric Flair. This was, this was like fucking Willy Wonka's combat dream of craziness. This is what it was. And you know what? The bottom line is, here we are talking about it because we've got no choice. And there's a lot of people that are probably saying, what the fuck mm. is Ringside talking about Jake Paul? But we've got no choice, dude, because the bottom line is, this guy is 3-0. and And you know what? The craziest part is, Jake Paul is on Shirt Dog. Jake Paul is on, like, uh, the Boxing.com's, like, actual boxing uh, repertoire of active fighters. That's the problem. He well, is... He won't be for long. The real deal... He won't... He's no, he's not. deal in combat. No, he's not. But he... It's pretend. Unfortunately... If you know anything about combat, you know that it's bullshit. I know, dude. I know, dude. But he's on Sure Dog. He's on the boxing networks. Whatever. He's registered as an active boxer. With a three and zero professional record, and guess so what? How do you take that to the bank? Now he's got a he target on his head. Now he's got yeah. a target. Before people weren't taking him seriously. Now that he knocked out Ben Askren, now he's got a target on his head. Now people want to take him out. Now he's I in. Agree with you. Now he's in with the big boys. Now real motherfuckers are like, uh, excuse me, I can make how much to fight this punk ass bitch? Yeah, I'll fight him. <laughs> Now he's in with the big boys. Good luck. Where's Brock Lesnar? Get Brock to fight him. No. Well, fuck. Nah, he's too big, Imagine. Brock. But I'm talking about... Listen, forget forget about the MMA and wrestling guys. All right. I'm saying the call-out boxers. is to the real yes, boxing Boxers, yes. Boxers should call the him out. boxers. Yeah, and, because and you, know you know what? Real boxers? AJ named some champions I've never heard of, and I've heard of Jake Paul, and that's sad. You know? The real boxers are out there winning fights, winning championships, and no one gives a shit, and no one's paying any attention. You know, Jake Paul's little buddy there, Jay Leon Love or whatever, apparently is a real boxer. I've never heard of you, Jay Leon, until you fucking started chirping behind Jake Paul. Fucking talking that shit. You pussy. Fight MMA, you pussy. Fight in the cage. Fight Fight in the cage, you punk-ass bitches. You know, where, you know, where's, where, where's Paulie, man? Paulie Migalachi, whatever his name is. Paulie Malinaji. He lost a bare yeah, knuckle Col- boxing match to Artem Lobov. That was, guy's not talking. I know, but it was, Speaking of no, bare knuckle, was, you know what? Masvidal starting a bare knuckle MMA promotion. He's going to be the promoter what? of a bare knuckle MMA league. So wow. that's starting. There you go. Well, and the PFL, go, PFL returns tomorrow. Their new tournament. They have a 155-pound wow. tournament. Our buddy Olivier Obey is going to be in the tournament. Not fighting cool, tomorrow, Olivier. but uh, Anthony Pettis will be fighting Clay Collard tomorrow for PFL. Pettis making his debut tomorrow in the night? promotion tomorrow night, PFL. And that's it. That's wow, the show. Follow AJ at Danny Brook. You can follow Ringside Report at Ringside Report on Twitter and Instagram. Go to ringsidereport.net to see us. I'll be back here tomorrow night, tomorrow night, 10 p.m., right after SmackDown for Wrestling Uncensored. A big shout-out to Angelo. You are the Super Chat leader of the night. Thank you to Patrick as well and all the members of the team. Don't forget to become a member. Like the video. Go to donate.ringsidereport.net, merch.ringsidereport.net. We'll see you again tomorrow night. Thank <laughs> you.